Today I'm talking about a cold case over 50 years old that's really interesting to listen to, but there could be some exciting news coming in this case. And I'm talking about Marion Bill, an Ohio cold case that I'm listening to, and I think you should check it out as well. So I'm gonna break that down today. On this Verdict Friday, which is something I do for Drowning Verdict, my show, where I talk about crime and commentary. So I'm Chip Mahoney, host of the show, and Drowning Verdict can get wherever you get your favorite podcasts out there, but also on Crime Network, Crime with a Y, where you can get a bunch of shows, curated content, and just go from really good story one to the next. So Crime Network, Crime with a Y. But here I'm talking about Mary and Bill, a newer podcast, an Ohio cold case that I think is really interesting. And I think there's something that could be exciting coming down the road for this podcast. It drops weekly. There's a few episodes out right now. You should check it out. You can get it wherever, Crime Network as well. But again, this case is over 50 years old. It's in Ohio. It's about a uh, couple who were college students, and one night they were brutally murdered. And it's been a mystery ever since about who done it. Mary and Bill, they had their whole lives ahead, and then it was just snuffed out. So first couple episodes, they've had some teasers there. They've said that there's a possible suspect. They've mentioned DNA, and that's kind of the exciting thing that I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes. But, you know, it was uh, February of 1970, so things were a lot different back then. And it kind of lends itself to the mystery of how they couldn't find anyone because it's not like today where you have so much to work with, at least within the first 48 hours, and go from there. You've got data tracking, you've got video camera surveillance everywhere, and you can just um, access all that stuff, which you couldn't do before. And even back then, they didn't know what DNA was. They didn't call it DNA. They didn't know what it was. So I'm assuming it's blood, maybe unknown uh, blood, that they could possibly match with uh, in a family tree somewhere, like genetic genealogy. And that's the exciting part that I think can uh, possibly come from this case. So I'll get into that in a minute, how that could work. Um, however, this does remind me of another college murder. And then there are some other things for me to think about and share with you, the true crime enthusiast, to kind of get the juices flowing. And maybe some of the stuff will come out in future episodes. But when I think about college murder, brutal murder, uh, in a house just off of campus, um, like I said, very brutal and a big mystery about who done it, I think about the Idaho murders and I think about the Koberger case because that was a big mystery for about a month, a month and a half until uh, we started to learn that there was some traction in that case and then they pointed to a suspect. And again, they could use data tracking, they could use video camera surveillance everywhere to kind of pinpoint who would be in the area, who would be in the neighborhood. And that's what led them to Koberger. There's DNA in that case as well. But back 50 years ago, investigations were different, communication was different, they didn't know what DNA was, just so many different things. But again, college murder, very brutal. Thinking about the Koberger case, as I've always said on Drowning Verdict, that I thought it was personal that for one person they all were murdered and that this was a stalker, somebody who was 
uh, stalking at least one of the victims. And as I've said on the show, projecting rejection upon that person without even meeting them. That's kind of how I felt about it. So in this case here, it's much different from the Coburger case, but college murder nonetheless. And for that time, over 50 years ago, that was the Idaho murders of today. I mean, it was just brutal. It's a big mystery. She was found on the bed. Her name was uh, Mary, of course. And then the uh, person that she was dating, Bill, was found in the bathroom. And you can listen to the podcast to kind of hear those details. And they do a good good job of not being too gory. And they're very respectful. So I like how they kind of have that Midwest vibe that they, uh, you know, just kind of treat the show. And they're very nice about it. So that's something you might find refreshing. But they did say DNA. They've talked about how the cops have said, well, we've got a suspect. And they've kind of hinted at that. But what does that mean? Uh, if there is a suspect, I mean, over 50 years ago, as a person still alive, with genetic genealogy, that has been such a game changer. It's uh, changed crime and punishment. It's the thing that found out who the Golden State Killer was. All these unsolvable cases. So I imagine if they have blood here, unknown that if they do um, work with somebody like Parabon and they can do these um, family trees where they were looking at cousins mainly and building out uh, a tree from there kind of narrowing down somebody who would be in that area of Ohio at that time then that's something that could point to a suspect and I just wonder if the police have already done that uh, as they've teased saying that they have a suspect. So maybe in future episodes they will reveal that, and I hope they do because this could be a really big podcast, not unlike the uh, podcast Your Own Backyard where the podcaster was the sole reason for building the story and keeping that story alive in the public conscience and then taking that all the way to court and a conviction which recently happened. So that's unheard of. So I'm excited about at least future episodes of things that might be revealed. But the question is, why did this happen? Why did it happen to them? And why was it just so um, brutal and such a mystery since then? Well, when I think about college murders, I said Koberger. I said that you know, they're very different, but they're kind of the same. It's the Idaho murders of that time, really. Um, and I think in the Koberger case, we had this stalking situation that might come out in court when they get to that case. But here, I think this uh, was a personal thing, at least my feeling about the Mary and Bill case, that somebody might have had a personal connection to her, and which might have been the reason she was followed to where she was when she was visiting that house where her boyfriend had lived, where Bill lived. And if I think back so long ago, um, I don't think that people were so concerned about their safety. This was a college campus area, so maybe there were doors that were unlocked and people just weren't looking over their shoulder as much. Different time, different place, and maybe somebody was stalking her because it does seem kind of personal. It's a very brutal murder. She was found in the bed. He was in the bathroom. That kind of says something to me. But maybe that's something that will be revealed in the next uh, few episodes. They drop every week. You can get them uh, wherever and then check out Crime Network. You can 
find them there as well. So what do you think about that, being a true crime enthusiast yourself? Is it something that you want to listen to? Um, I like the shows where there's a mystery, but there's a resolution as well. It doesn't come quite often in true crime where you can really kind of find that. And so this could be something to really pay attention to and see what comes of it. So Mary and Bill, I like it. I'm listening to it. I think you should as well. So check out Drowning the Verdict, wherever your favorite podcasts, and then Crime Network. It's featured on Spotify. You'll hear the commentary and the cases that I cover as well, giving you my idea about it. So thanks for checking out this Verdict Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you next time. Thank you.